Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the fourth episode in the first season of Southland entitled Sally in the Alley. It was written by Angela Amato-Velez and Ann Biederman. Directed by Christopher Chulak. I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. I love seeing Lydia do her thing. We got some more interpersonal relationship. Uh, you know, things going on behind the scenes with the detectives. Particularly Sammy and Nate. So it was a pretty good episode overall. And we got a win. It's always good to get a to get a win. We focused last episode on all of the officers. We focused this episode on all of the detectives. We begin with a Sally in the Alley, which is someone who's been dropped, you know, because it's so prolific in the area that they're around that, you know, unfortunately, this is commonplace, especially for women who are working the streets. They are prime suspects or prime victims, I should say, for perpetrators and rapists out there. That has been a, an ongoing conclusion for a very, very, very long time. And thus they are targeted as the, the man who was responsible made a comment in this episode. You know, I dumped her there because I figured no one would notice. And you fail. It is sad, but a reality. It is something people often stumble into because of drug use so on and so forth or they get a you know arrested on one charge and then they can never get another job again it can all lead down a terrible path i know it's not as easy or black and white as well you know you made those life choices i'm sure there is some of that i'm not going to negate that because it is important, you know, if you make certain life choices, this is where you could possibly end up. But the, it's not as, uh, you know, we see this woman had a child. She um, had a cross on her. So clearly she had some type of religious affiliation. And we start and there's this group of kids that find a body and they're throwing rocks at her and taking photos. Thinking that it's a, a joke and it's eventually called in. But this woman is out here dead, naked, and the detectives that are assigned don't seem to be too inclined to find some resolution for her, mainly because they're both uh, very distracted by their personal lives, but because this is such a it's such a common thing that you you become very numb to it and i think that's one thing you're learning about the the lydia and russell dynamic team up is that they have more empathy for the suspects or for the victims than than many other people do they really do want to go above and beyond and, and lydia definitely <laughs> leads the the duo in that but russell himself falls trapped to falling into these uh you know he tells it's a he had a funny line in this episode Lydia you're taking this too personally and I wanted her to look at him like are you are you joking where were you this morning where you didn't answer my calls and we on fucking uh we on call Sammy and Nate arrive at the scene uh I forgot the one guy I always forget his name 
but he he is called out for doing a good job <laughs> uh it's just nice seeing how they react to the public and it is a difference on how they react to the public like the bums coming down the, down the alley he's like just just let him go he's not gonna fall there's a lack of you know they they've been through it all they they judge it um mrs miller is brought in they said it's miller time <laughs> when she is noticed but she is trying to report her daughter that has been missing or dead since 1992 and i'm not clear if this is the first time she's reporting this or if she is just looking for a status update because they were aware of what her name last name was so i was a little confused there but you do have that right the person that always shows up at the police station wants to know what's going on no one has anything for her they have to fight over who's the one that actually talks to her uh, eventually nate is is given that task but then they they kick her over to lydia who takes the time to actually take her statement because it doesn't matter if maybe there's nothing they can do they should be doing all they can uh, at the crime scene they're unable to get prints because the machine is broken lydia asks the coroner who is not trying to hear it like there are a lot of dead bodies it all comes down to we don't have the funding we're not funded we're understaffed and yeah there's a backlog of 3,000 rape kits that haven't been processed because they don't have the capacity to do so which is rather alarming but very realistic you see that juxtaposed a little bit later when one tourist gets shot during a uh, art robbery right and not only is every officer sent downtown <laughs> um the news is there they're covering the story obsessively and it's sad because there's definitely a disproportion of justice and interest being um bringing given to the public for very real issues which is why she approaches someone she had a a working relationship with as a reporter to hey Put these stories out there in the media get some attention draw some ire maybe then something can be done for it but as the guy was trying to tell her hey a lot of people are not going to be happy about it and they they're going to get in trouble they're going to be embarrassed and they're definitely it's going to take time but lydia is the champion and sometimes she wins and in this case she does because she cursed out the the guy doing the rape kits and he even said look i have two daughters i get it i would love to do more than i'm doing but this is the situation i've been handed to me however due to her impassioned plea he did go ahead and run her particular rape kit because if there's someone out there that pushes maybe you might you can get through to someone that has that same that that doesn't get caught up which is very easily get caught up right you can't blame these people for being so like how much empathy do you have before it runs out how much you know you but you sign up wanting to do the right thing wanting to to be the hero and provide the evidence to get these people that should be behind bars behind bars so sometimes you need a little reminder of that and that's what lydia got uh 
uh russell got the call he's like no you convinced him and i love the way he gave her her props for that lydia is not happy that no one is interested in working the case besides her she is definitely uh coming off with an attitude so to speak (laughs) due to the the disinterest she goes to she was like you can wait for the fingerprints i'm working this case he's like okay you boss lady they go to a homeless shelter they get an id just as they're making a notification that's when they're pulled off the case to go downtown and she's not happy about it and she walks off and says are we waiting for the national guard or are we done here then the next day she's brought into her chief's office (laughs) this is my favorite scene (laughs) when she cursed that white bitch all the way out like what is it about me that you do not first she says you have to apologize to her she said for what you 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 disrespect to her i'm not apologizing what is your problem with me i don't know something about the fact that you only report news when it's involving caucasians and not black or hispanic people or anyone of any other descent that's not in the heart of los angeles on the rich side you also have this habit of perking out your chest and making your voice kittenish when any man comes by she made that woman leave the room didn't even get what she came from then she looked at her boss says are we done here can i go you can't fuck with queen she is not trying to have it whatsoever she's like i have a case you pulled me from my case so you gonna catch this attitude they are able to find out who who did the the crime they arrest him uh they even see the van the van might be connected to princess who disappeared in 1992 she is able to get an article published about it she shows up at her house at mrs miller's and shows her mrs miller starts crying like why you did this for us it goes to show what a little caring can get you in the world and a little persistence um she also goes on a date the first time she was with him (laughs) she was not interested at all he's like you having a good time he's like yeah this is really fun i'm enjoying myself really but because her mom is sending is going to paris because she's selling her house and going to paris her mom's trying to set her up the dude did send her flowers he did call and check up on her he's a little bit too much but he was all all on it she ends up admitting that she's a cop and because at first he's like what you do public service like a social worker something like that (laughs) and she eventually admits like i love my job i love what i do and i had a good week so i thought this was a really good episode for lydia on the russell front he shows up at the at the teaching typewriting or writing class uh we see his wife finally who approaches him he's not keeping it from her that he's going to writing class and he decides to bust out a typewriter she's a writer as well and thinks that he's just being jealous then asks if he's fucking the woman 
the teacher and he says no as if the idea was had never even crossed his mind and i think he was genuine in that moment that's the crazy part and you can kind of see where russell is the uh the one that takes on some of the the harder to, like, he has to like, how are you not gonna tell your child that his mother is dead tell my he don't know he's sitting there watching tv what do you mean he don't you just gonna let the officer tell <laughs> don't you think that would come better from the grandmother than whatever so russell has a nice interaction with this kid where he he tell he's like my mom's dead ain't she he turns off the tv uh doesn't want to make light of the moment says unfortunately she is he calls her a whore the son and he's like she was your mother and it's fine you don't have to talk about it right now you don't have to talk about it in two days but if you ever do want to talk about it he gives him his card and lets him know that hey i'm here if you need to that's russell's issue is he is always there uh anytime you need him to be for the victims and i think that's where he gets his satisfaction uh you know make to see what his difference is right lydia does it with you know moving things to the conclusion and he's more of the softer touch you know uh more of the hands-on getting a little too personal with the with the victims (laughs) um and and thus it can get him in situations like with the victim's sister but you see this with a child and he even comes back with the necklace that sammy and nate did get off of the little gangbanger talking about i got a whole bunch of hoes shut up shut your goddamn mouth little boy gonna steal a cross off of a corpse and i didn't feel bad for him at all when he was getting called the fuck out <laughs> at first i was like yeah sammy is being a little little much but at the same time he's pissed he's like what the fuck not only did you throw rocks you put this shit on youtube you in my face acting giving me all types of attitude like i don't know shit about shit motherfucker i got you you lying to me to my face apparently you don't need to have uh to talk to mothers to talk to children in LA but yeah I'd be a little shitty too like you ain't about to give me all this attitude and I know that you know something and of course he's like yeah there was a white van circled the block a few times then dumped the body I happen to know that information we saw it all would go down (laughs) but this is a necessary information that they need to tie him to the crime so while they are hard on them there seems to be a reason why they're in their young gang members right so they're they're pre-initiation but they're trying to be initiated so that's why they put these videos on there for street cred Ugh, gangs gangs so he takes the cross off of him and then yes russell gives it to his son or to her son like I think she might have wanted you to have this and then he he's able to say we caught the person that did this to your mother that's a good thing right yes it is a good thing let's go to Sammy and Nate um they are lukewarm into the they start on the investigation hot but then they quickly get caught up in their personal lives Sammy and Tammy the worst combination ever to be put on television she really be pussying him down 
got him on pussy lock he's one i understand because they're both in the wrong he's in the wrong because okay she shows up at your job that's like with the damn dog (laughs) because she's excited about an opportunity to use the dog to earn money to get the camera that she wants he's like yeah she's really good she's very talented she wants this two thousand dollar camera we really can't afford it she thinks this is a good idea but she's impulsive and she doesn't think things through so she decides to to go for it and ends up well her dog ends up biting the kids room that they were searching for drugs you didn't have them sign a waiver that's what his whole point is it's like we're not we could be liable for that because this is all under the table you can't start a business without having a business but at the same time he never wants to talk to her about anything she did try to call before she showed up at his job so maybe if you don't want her to show up at your job answer your phone but she's the kind of type that probably wouldn't listen anyway so then he's pissed off he yells at her all he does is yell at her and then he comes home tries to tell her this is it's almost like he has a child (laughs) like this is why and then she just puts her pussy on him and the next thing you know he's in the store buying her this camera maxing out his credit cards nate on the other hand gets a call from his parents about his missing sister i forgot her name um sammy doesn't see what the problem is which i thought was weird because she's 15 and her boyfriend's 18 that's enough of a problem right there it's called statutory rape um (laughs) it's like you and i got the whole point where you kept saying you know all kids rebel at some point and yeah you were young once you you went out and but that's almost like a a pass right oh you're young you go out no no everybody doesn't do that everybody doesn't go out and do drugs and go to parties in some fucking neighborhood they really don't know no everybody does not do that i didn't do that you know why because my mama didn't let me do it (laughs) and i know other people like mimi and maybe even shy you guys maybe had a little bit more going on uh growing up i feel like me and you shy are a little bit more on the same page there i think mimi was out there in them streets but yeah no stop making this seem like it's the norm it's not a little bit of rebellion sure <laughs> you know but dating an 18 year old man no 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 and then disappearing off for days they stalk out the boyfriend's place they end up getting where uh, he is that's when sammy's like look i didn't even fucking eat lunch i'm just following you around for two days what is really going on and that's when the the comment his wife said made a whole bunch of sense like you have another daughter coming that's because his sister is not his sister it's his daughter when he went into the army they were ready to put her up for adoption unfortunately his parents interfered took the child and now you know she's she's acting now i I understood the girl reacting and acting out a lot more (laughs) uh because i have been in that situation where i found out my daddy was in my daddy's always with the birth certificate too like what's why can't i see the who the hell is this (laughs) 
that's a serious conversation that you don't ever need to have with your child or your child should discover without you having a talk with like don't wait till they fucking 15 16 years old one like let me tell you something no because they gonna find out by themselves and then you gonna be the one that has to deal with their very justified what the fuck explain to me explain to me as a mother now myself i would never keep something like that like, i guess that's an old school way of thinking oh, i was gonna tell you when <laughs> on your deathbed <laughs> like she said like that's not something i understand two three even up to the age of 10 but the minute your ass is in their teenage years it's time to let the secret out of the bag i don't care how comfortable it is for you because that's all it is about in that moment it's about you and not about them so don't do that <laughs> just don't do that and she's like i don't want to talk to you he apologizes she asks about her mom he agrees to try to look for her even though she became a drug addict and then just left maybe because she gave up her child i don't know that might have something to do with it <laughs> um but yeah that's kind of how their situation ended but a, a lot of more insight on the personal drama as well as the the drama going on being an officer and then just the crazy things you see all around you uh the people that you have to deal with it's very it's a very hard knock life one can say and that is all my thoughts for the episode but we do have feedback from some fresh eyes and i actually don't don't remember a lot of these episodes so it's, it, i know i said i've watched the series before but i, I pretty much don't have like a <laughs> I, I can't tell you what's happening next episode so uh i'm coming in this with relatively fresh eyes as well so let's hear from queen shy Christina it's me shy I am here to give my feedback for Southland episode four trying to play catch up it's uh this weekend has been a pretty decent weekend of just relaxing and watching tv or I shouldn't say tv I'm watching on my laptop but watching shows and all that stuff so it's um this is the first weekend I that I can remember where I wasn't working or doing something around the house uh, to try to play catch up in that aspect with the house um still stuff that needs to be done but uh, yeah um I'm, i had to take a weekend to just chill and enjoy myself and do what i want to do so that includes watching shows and um providing my feedback so as for this one i will say i enjoy this show um, but at the same time, it's like a mixed bag for me because I'm, I'm loving the episodes. I'm really enjoying the way they tell the stories and how they shoot the um, how they shoot their scenes and all of that stuff. But I got to tell you, it's also frustrating because it is a reminder of how flawed our system is and the, 
you know, that the fact that we're, that the system is understaffed, overworked, and so many things slip through the cracks, so many things doesn't get done the way it needs to get done, and the politics, can't even speak, behind so many things, you know, the the thing, the stuff that we already know, you, you know, depending on your um, location, it, it depends on how much exposure you get, how much people care, how much people invest. Not all the time, but more times than not, you know, and this is just another example of that. You have Miss um, Miller coming into the precinct and then she just easily dismissed as, you know, this crazy lady that keeps coming in. No one's taking her seriously about her daughter, Princess. And then we connect it to Sally in the alley, which ends up being this girl named Nicole. And then we find out that through, you know, Lydia, I was about to say, I can't remember her name for a second. It was, I was blanking out. Lydia, take someone like her who is invested in her community, invested in the black community, wanting to see justice for her people, you know, not just being dismissive and not just, you know, taking things at face value, but wanting to do the work, wanting to find out the identity of Sally in the alley, wanting to, you know, fight for justice and, you know, the, the DNA guy um, in the lab um, getting that done. And the fact that this guy, you know, him saying he has two daughters and just seeing how she advocated for justice and all that stuff. It really inspired him to go ahead and, you know, push to find out the DNA of that, of the person. And of course, in doing that, it links to a cold case, which is Mrs. Miller's daughter. And so it's just one of those things where the, the system being the way it is, and you see that where so many unnecessary rapes, unnecessary deaths occur because things are not getting processed in time. And so, and, and, and I know this, and it just, these are the things, these, these types of shows just continue to remind the audience, the public of how much, how much work we still need to get done. And these things are still existing today. It's not like, I don't even know what, when this show came out, but it's not like this is, you know, back in whatever day, this is still existing. These issues still persist today. And that's what, I guess that's what a part of my frustration, because I know these are still issues that we're dealing with however long later, uh, 10 years later, um, whenever, I know it's been at least 10 years. I know you um, gave um, a brief uh, synopsis of the, the, uh, the show and the fact that you know, not too surprising that it got shopped around because this is this is the type of show that you really have to open yourself up and understand the flaws of a system and really want to learn about it. And so again, again, I mean, it's a show, but it is it is reflecting real life issues. Um, I know that I talked about the. Um, the, the um, child welfare thing. I mean, it is a system that's the same, that is overworked, underpaid, and there's, you know, more cases than people should have and all that stuff. I mean, the, the process of how it goes about is not realistic. But the, the fact of the matter is, um, 
these things are an issue. And so I like that this show is exposing those things or expose those things since this show is no longer on the air. Um, and I'm not too surprised that uh, it was chopped around and didn't, I don't know, I guess it wasn't well received or it didn't have the audience um, for it. Because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to, um, that you know, to as you're watching, it's just like they show Sally in the alley on on the ground naked you know these kids i mean this is this stuff happens and so it's not one of those things where you know it's so unrealistic and we're making it up for tv these are actual you know situations that come up in law enforcement and life and all of that and then the the situation with nate uh, that resonated with me too because and you know we i'm sure you know you're dealing with it where in your like, of course, my mom, she's raising my sister's kids, the one that my sister that passed away. But there were they were aware that my sister was their biological mother. So that's the only difference uh, in between um, their Nate situation and, my, you know, my mom's situation. And I see it all the time um, in my line of work where grandparents are assuming the role of parents to their, um, you know, to their grandkids because of whatever different reasons that's you know going on um so yeah and it it is and i've seen this play out with other families where the child finds out and you know when you're not um open about a child's origins their biological parents and then they find out in such a way yes they're gonna act out they're gonna do what his daughter was doing and so that's that's something that happens um, not didn't care too much about Sammy and his wife um, Tammy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is is you know is it is what it is. Um, Lydia's partner. Um, yeah, this, this guy is something else. I mean, I, on the one hand, he annoys me, <laughs> but it's like he has his way about him, his way of talking to people, that making them feel comfortable and opening up and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's just he's like, it's like I don't know. He's just he's just creepy. Um, I don't know how else to say it. You know, he's flirting with, and I wasn't too surprised that he started going out with this, having an affair with, I think he's having an affair. That's how it was implied, you know, so not for sure. But um, the way it came across is that he was with, you know, trying to either trying to get with this woman or he's with this woman that he met from last episode. And so I'll not I don't remember if I mentioned it did I even do feedback or I don't even remember if I did feedback for episode three I haven't been able to listen to the podcast yet that's another thing that I'm behind on is listening to podcasts it's just so much so much is going on with work and all of that stuff um I could still relate to Lydia you know trying to get back in the dating scene you got one foot in, one foot out. You're not quite sure if you really want to get back out there. But at the same time, you're, you know, not wanting to, you're thinking you don't want to be by yourself. Or, and that sh- should be the next step, you know, just put yourself out there again. I'm definitely one of those people. I'm just not, you know, part of me is like, yeah, it would be nice to have companionship, blah, 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 blah. 
But then it's like, damn, it's so much work to be in a relationship, to have a partner. So it's just, I go back and forth with it. So I understand her, you know, back and forth and hesitance um, and get going, getting back out in the dating scene. So I wonder where she met the guy from. I mean, he's a good looking guy. I, I think he was on um, How to Get Away with Murder. I remember him from that show. But anyway, I got to go. I'm almost at 10 minutes. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her feedback on the episode. Um, I agree completely with you on the fact that this show has a, a great, realistic viewpoint. It doesn't sugarcoat some things. And yeah, there might be a little inconsistencies on handling, but for the most part, I think they do focus on real issues the way in which you you just see this like everything around you is telling a story about uh you know especially in LA when crime is just so fucking high you know it's always gangs it's always rapes it's always something to that effect and you know I always bitch about Ohio and I'm sure everywhere has issues somewhere (laughs) right it's not like crime doesn't exist but when you're in a story where it's almost like, yeah, the nature of the environment of that, that you live in, where so many people just pass through these streets and most of them you're not even going to get a name to, it, it, you know, hitting home uh, the, the things that can be done, the things that can't be done, you know, the influence that can be pushed towards these issues and, and where that influence is being pushed towards it it definitely doesn't sugarcoat any of that russell is weird there's no getting around that but from what i remember him and lydia complement each other very well um he's not having an affair to my knowledge like he didn't even speak with that woman in this episode and he does seem like he's actually genuinely writing it feels as if he he has two personal relationship i totally agree but i'm thinking this is a flaw of his character from what lydia like don't even with the lady in the first episode right and she was way older uh and her daughter's missing and he's just like yeah he's 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 touchy-feely he's he immerses himself in the experience he's down in there with the empathy where he really should be detaching himself it's the same way where Lydia is overly passionate. Not overly. She is passionate in a way that everyone else isn't quite because it's been, you know, it's more like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, I've, I've gotten past that point, right? I, the, the, the spark has died. I no longer want to because it, do, it probably does require a lot to wear that, that cape, right? Uh, but him being like nine is <laughs> German. <laughs> he is funny he's kind of a comic relief because he is and and i think we get more of of their particular partnership because i do remember i love their partnership so i um everything i'm seeing right now seems to be hinting at other and i don't remember that's the thing i don't remember but what i'm seeing right now is what i talked about in the episode and i agree with you with dating oh my god oh my god yeah eventually it'll happen but stop acting like you it's like oh i just don't want to
I just don't want to. And you already blowing me up. I don't want to talk. I'm busy. I'm not in the mood. You got to rearrange your whole entire life to deal with someone else. And I'm already dealing with a fucking kid. See, once you're dealing with kids, you really ain't trying to date. It's one thing if you're single, you ain't got no children. <laughs> um, but she's married to her job as well. So that is her her issue. Doesn't even want to tell people she's a cop. Uh, mainly too because there are that stereotype about, against females that are officers some men don't want to deal with that like oh that's too much but yeah i uh, love your thoughts and you did send feedback for the last episode because i usually tend to wait for your feedback for southland it's not like the show is going anywhere so <laughs> if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.